Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Pucks and Cups, where I look at early hockey history. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to Patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking Donate. Don't forget, I have two other podcasts out there, Canadian History X and From John to Justin, available on all podcast platforms. In the early days of hockey, one of the most dominant players in NHL history was the man they called Old Poison, better known as Nell Stewart. Born in Montreal on December 29, 1902 as Robert Nelson Stewart, he would play hockey on the outdoor ponds and rinks of Toronto for most of his youth. He grew up with Hooley Smith, a lifelong friend who he would play on the Maroons with and who would join him in the Hockey Hall of Fame decades later. For the most part, Stewart played in city leagues during his youth, including the Parkdale Canoe Club in 1919-20 when he had 20 points in 8 games. When he turned 18, he signed with the Cleveland Indians of the United States Amateur Hockey Association, beginning his professional hockey career. Stewart would spend the next five seasons with the team, leading them in scoring four out of five seasons and registering 29 points in 1923-24. His play was good enough to gain the notice of the NHL, and he was signed by the Montreal Maroons, a new team in the league. At the same time Stewart was signed, the team also picked up Babe Siebert, another Hockey Hall of Famer, and also on the team were Hall of Famers Clinton Benedict, Punch Broadbent, and Reg Noble. Not bad for a new team. The team would quickly rise to the top of the league, winning the Stanley Cup in 1925-26. In his first season with the team, Stewart had 42 points in 36 games, along with 119 penalty minutes. In the playoffs on the way to the Cup, he had 7 points in 4 games. His skill with the stick was evident in that series. In the first game, he was hit by Clem Lohan of the Cougars, and separated by the puck by 5 feet. While sliding on the ice, he hooked the puck with his stick and pushed it past Hap Holmes to score. In the second game, he was hit by two Cougar players at once, and while off balance, stayed on one foot and shot the puck in the net. It was because of his accuracy as a shooter that he gained the nickname Old Poison. To sum things up that year, his first in the NHL, Stewart won the Stanley Cup, led the league in scoring in points, and won the Hart Trophy as the most valuable player in the NHL. If the Calder Trophy existed at the time, he would have won that too. Few players have won the Hart as a rookie, but one of them was named Wayne Gretzky. 
One of the most interesting aspects of Stewart was that he was not a great skater and often appeared to be sluggish on the ice. His critics called his skating lazy and careless. Never someone to do end-to-end rushes, he instead focused on having a hard-hitting style, working on scoring from bad angles and collecting rebounds and staying in front of the net. Art Ross would call Stewart, quote, the greatest inside player in the game, end quote. While some would state that he was collecting garbage goals, his style would later be adapted by other NHL greats, including Phil Esposito. For the next seven seasons, Stewart would shine for the Maroons, reaching a career high of 55 points in 44 games in 1929-30, earning himself a second Hart Trophy for his efforts. On January 3, 1931, Stewart scored two goals in four seconds against the Bruins, setting a record that would last until December of 1995. Sadly, the team was not doing well financially, and at the end of the 1931-32 season, Stewart was sold to the Boston Bruins, where his dazzling play continued. In his three seasons with the team, he had 36 points once and 39 points twice. He accomplished this while playing defense quite a bit, which still allowed him to finish second on the team in points. In 1934, Stewart was selected to be one of the NHL All-Stars who faced off against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Ace-Bailey benefit game that was the precursor to today's NHL All-Star game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1935, Stewart was traded to the New York Americans where he would spend the remainder of his career, with the exception of a brief time with the Boston Bruins in 1936-37. Through those seasons, he tended to do well on the ice, earning 36 points in 1937-38 and 48 games, and in his last season, he still put forth 13 points in 35 games in 1939-40. In 1936, he passed Howie Morenz for the most goals all-time in NHL history at that point. Upon his retirement, Stewart had 324 goals and 191 assists for 515 points in 650 games. His goal total would remain an NHL record until it was broken by Maurice Richard in 1952. For 16 years, no player scored more goals than Stewart, which was no small accomplishment, and he was also the first NHL player to score more than 300 goals. When Richard surpassed Stewart in goals, Stewart sent a telegram to congratulate him on beating the record. Richard would say at the time, quote, It was the greatest thrill of my hockey career. End quote. During his career, Stewart had a reputation for not only being a clutch goal scorer, but also a player with a hard and heavy shot that injured goaltenders. 
1928, for example, Stewart hit Lauren Chabot in the left eye, giving him a hemorrhage. He was also known for being vicious on the ice, as a pest and a fighter. He would often chew tobacco on the ice and spit it in the goaltender's eyes. If his teammates were being pushed around, he stood up for them and never backed down from a fight. He often used his stick to ward off opponents, often slashing with two hands across the wrists and ankles of opposing players. Cooper Smeaton, an NHL referee, would say of Stewart, quote, In today's game, Nels would have scored a hundred goals. He was terrific in front of the net. A big, strong fellow who had moves like a cat. Stewart never seemed to be paying any attention to where the puck was, and if you were checking him, he'd even hold little conversations with you. But the minute he'd see the puck coming his way, he'd bump you, take the puck, and go off and score. End quote. Of course, not everyone saw him in that light. Another referee, Bobby Hewitson, said, quote, I always felt that Stewart had an exaggerated reputation. I never thought he was such a great player. Nels was big and tall, but awfully lazy. He wouldn't back check, and he'd just stand around the net waiting for his centering pass, then flip the puck in. That much he could do. We used to say that Nels stood in one spot all the time. End quote. For several years in his retirement, he would coach the Port Colborne Sailors of the Senior Ontario Hockey Association, as well as in St. Catharines. On August 21, 1957, Stewart suffered a heart attack at his summer home in Wasaga Beach, Ontario, and was found dead soon after. In 1962, he was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. In 1998, he was ranked number 51 on the list of the 100 greatest hockey players of all time. While Stewart would have a large impact on hockey as a player, he would also impact as a coach. In 1942-43, he would encounter a young Ted Kennedy while coaching the Port Colborne Saints. Kennedy was not fast, but he was good on his feet and had excellent stick handling. Stewart said to Kennedy that to compensate for the lack of speed, he could become a great playmaker and learn how to work the corners. He would work continuously with Kennedy to improve his games. In the next season, Kennedy would debut with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and over the course of 696 games, he would have 560 points, and he became the last Maple Leaf to date to win the Hart Trophy. He would also help lead the Maple Leafs to five Stanley Cups, becoming the first player to ever win that number of cups. Oddly, while Stewart was certainly a hockey legend, he is mostly forgotten today, and it's believed that it was because his play was far from pretty compared to people like Howie Morenz and Eddie Shore, and he played mostly for two teams that no longer exist, the Montreal Maroons and the New York Americans. His rough and bullying play on the ice also did not win him many fans outside of his home rinks. I hope you enjoyed that episode of my look at Nels Stewart. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can reach me through email at craig at canadaehx.com. You can also visit my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. And don't forget you can support the podcast through Patreon. There are multiple tiers to choose from, all with great benefits. You can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have, and I apologize if I mispronounce any names. Randy McCallum, Diane Wade, Laurie-Ann Kirby, Gary Dolovich, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roa, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, 
and Iris Gray. If you want, you can find me on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash CanadianHistoryX. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-E-A-I-R-D. And you can find me on Instagram. Just go to Bairdo37. Information comes from Hockey Hall of Fame, Montreal Maroons Greatest Players, Wikipedia, HockeyGods.com, and Sportsnet.ca. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.